the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Uh, 7 verse 5, he returns to the topic. He says, For when we were coming to Macedonia, our flesh had no rest, but we were troubled on every side. Without were fightings, within were fears. Nevertheless, God that comforteth those that are cast down, comforteth us by the coming of Titus. You see the the internal turmoil that Paul was in? He wasn't just in outward trouble. It wasn't just outward problems. But he had he, the inward fears. There was there was some discouragement, some depression, some emotional uh, uh, things that he had to deal with. Uh, you ever get there? Yeah, you do, don't you? So do I. And and the issue of how he how he was sustained in that, what he learned in all that, was that he needed that he had no resources in himself, but that he had to trust in God who raised. The dead. That is, he had to trust in the life of Jesus Christ, Christ in him, Christ in you, the hope of glory. It was through Christ that he had the victory. Now, in Christ, we're made part of a total victory program. We're more than conquerors through through him that loved us. And we're made to always triumph in Christ, Paul goes on in 2, Timothy, 2 Corinthians 2.14 to say. Now, that's the reality of our new identity in Christ, our new standing in Christ. Yet, you know it, how often it is that we look about us and wonder if this victory program has really reached to, to our lives. Has it penetrated as far as us yet? Well, you need to understand that the victory program that, that, that you and I as members of the body of Christ are made a part of is not the Pentecostal program of time past. Our program is not the deliverance program God gave the nation Israel in, in, in the past, nor is it the program that he will give Israel uh, when Christ comes back to restore his authority over this planet through the kingdom promised to that favored nation. In Israel's long-awaited kingdom, God will deliver his chosen people from the enemies and establish them in their land. Jerusalem will be the city of the great king, and the whole creation itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Romans 8 says. But my friend, that deliverance awaiting Israel, and through her, the whole world, uh, is not the same ministry and victory that God has for the members of the body of Christ. If you don't rightly divide the word of truth at this point, you're going to be, you're just going to be brought into confusion and despair. God's word is going to become a burden rather than the blessing it's designed to be. It's going to be, actually, it's going to become destructive rather than constructive in your life, because you're trying to claim promises and blessings God never made to you. My friend, that old adage, all the promises in the book are mine, is simply not true. I'm sorry. To base your life on, on, on such an unscriptural viewpoint is, is not, it's not merely wrong, it's absolutely dangerous. Not one of us, nor all of us put together for that matter, is ever going to be able to force Almighty God to do something He hadn't promised that He's going to do. And for you and me to claim promises made to others is to invite dis discouragement and disaster into our lives. Uh, you, you can take a test for yourself. I mean, think about it. Look at Galatians 5, verse 22 and 23, where Paul lists the fruit of the Spirit in the dispensation of grace. 
The life that comes from the Spirit of God produces fruit in the believer. And Paul lists those nine fruit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Notice that there's no deliverance in that list. There's no, I'll deliver you from your problems. There's no, I'll perform a miracle and you will have no more difficulties in your life because I'll intervene and take them away. There's none of that. In fact, it's just the opposite, isn't it? One of the fruits of the Spirit is long-suffering. What's that? The capacity to endure, to suffer long. You see, friend, of the present dispensation, God makes no promise to miraculously eliminate our problems. You've not been promised that God would shield you from poverty or pain. There's no promise that he will manipulate circumstances so things will be easier for us. Rather, his promise is that, that we'll be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, and thus be able to cope with any extremity of life. You see, patience and endurance are the hallmarks of the Spirit's empowering under grace. Look at Colossians 1.11. Uh, it puts it this way, Strengthen with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness. You see, it's not strengthened with might under signs and wonders and mighty deliverances. I, I can sit here and quote verses after verse after verse. I'll just quote verses all day long about the delivering power of God and how he promised to do things for Israel and her program. But, friend, what God promises members of the body of Christ is different. Our promises are just as real. They're just as dynamic. They're just as victorious. They are just different. When we take verses out of the Bible that are not directed to us, that are not about us, when we, we begin to read somebody else's mail and claim someone else's promises, don't, don't we really commit spiritual larceny? You see, the better course, the, the proper course, would simply be to take what God has given us in Christ and let that be what's real in our lives. In Romans 5, when Paul says, we can glory in tribulation also. Look at that attitude. Glory in tribulation. That's not human viewpoint. Human viewpoint wants to avoid it. That's not Israel's program. Israel's program looked at problems and, and, and tribulations as a curse to be delivered from. Paul says we glory in tribulation. But when he says it, it's because we know something. Because the verse goes on to say, knowing that tribulation works patience. Tribulations, the troubles, the pressures, the difficulties that come our way, they're actually productive in our lives. As we have access by faith into this grace when we stand, the problems of life become productive rather than destructive. By providing a context for our spiritual growth and maturity in the application of grace to the details of life. That's how these spiritual qualities become active realities in our lives as we face problems by faith in God's provisions for us in Christ. Now, friend, it's important to understand where trouble comes from and why they find their way into our lives. The problems that, that seem to be uh, 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 overwhelm us can really be a, a blessing uh, or they can be an apparent threat. Whatever the difficulty, pain, poverty, prosperity, abundance, whatever it would be, whether we abase or abound, as Paul would say, you have to learn to respond properly to what happens in life. 
if we're to do so, you have to understand their real source. There are basically three sources from which trouble arises. And you need to be clear about these things so as to be in the know uh, in, in, in this area of life. But before we get to that, you need to, and, and we need to establish one basic truth. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. That's a great verse. You probably memorized it. If you hadn't, you ought to. There is no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. Now think about that. No trouble comes into your life except that which is common to man. Thus, I know something. There is no, there are no special testings from God going on in your life today. God has not singled you out for some special trial or some special punishment, for that matter, in order to teach you lessons that you couldn't learn unless he inflicted those things on you. Now, I know the idea of special testing is often used to make believers feel special to God while they're in the midst of problems. But my friend, the Bible is very clear that that just simply isn't the case. We are very special to God. And that fact has been abundantly demonstrated in tangible terms in historic reality at the cross. Go back and reread Romans 8, 5. But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Now, where is it that God demonstrated his great love for us? He points to the cross, not to our trouble, as a proof of his love and his care for us. And someone says, well, Brother Rick, people are going to get discouraged in their troubles. Not if you point them to Calvary. That's what Paul said. I learned not to trust in myself, but in God that raised from the dead. I learned to look to the cross and see it was the life of Christ. Not some transitory provision in time and in my life, my circumstances. You see, when we consider the problems we face, we you got to remember that God... What God says uh, is happening in our lives is the common lot of all man. No temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. What's happening and has happened, and no doubt is happening, has happened to countless others. Another point. We've all experienced the phenomena of trouble causing things to look really big in our perception. When we're having a wonderful time, what does it do? It passes by real quick. Time just flies. On the other hand, if we're having problems, time seems to pass ever so slowly. Trouble has the effect of magnifying events and making things seem large, thus making our perception of them go in slow motion. Now, that can be an advantage. If you've got sound doctrine in your, in your, in your heart, in your frame of reference, in your mind, that doctrine gets magnified, too. So if you put our if if we put in our heart an understanding of trouble's source and how we have been equipped to deal with it in a way that builds us up, then that knowledge is also enhanced when trouble comes. So what human viewpoint sees as destructive turns into something very productive. Then our light afflictions, which is but for a moment, works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Now, with that in mind, let's look at the three sources of trouble. Number one, you need to go to Romans chapter 8. And in Romans chapter 8, verse 18 to 25, here's a passage of Scripture you need to get a grip on in your life. Romans 8, 
verse 18 to 22 gives an insight into something that our experience, that by our experience we know to be accurate. Paul said, I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. Now, the history of creation, you can take it there and and, and set it forth in three parts. First, God said it was good. Then, because of the fall of man and man's sin, it's cursed, and it began to be groaning. One day, it's going to be glorious, having been delivered from the bondage of corruption by the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. But you and I live not in the good, not in the glorious, but in the groaning stage. We know by experience that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And and what are the claims that's made by some that believers are exempt from this common lot of creation? Verse 23, not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption, that is, the redemption of the body. You see, far from being exempt from pain and travail of life in a fallen creation, believers, we which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves. And what are we waiting for? A deliverance from pain and suffering when we claim it aright, or a healing program available if we only believe enough? No. We have something far better. You see, the healing program for our vile bodies is the adoption, the redemption of our bodies. It's at the resurrection that the healing program of the body of Christ would be accomplished. That's when our Savior will change our vile body and make it fashioned unto his glorious body. You see, at present, we live in a fallen creation, a creation cursed by sin. That's why change and decay all about, I see. That's why there's decay and death in the world. It's because there's sin in the world. The world is held in the bondage of corruption. That's why there are calamities and unexplainable horrors all about us. Now, there are a lot of things that are, that are going to happen simply because we live in a world cursed by the corruption of sin. Because of that, Romans 8 is very, is, is very clear. If the Lord tarries, we're going to get sick, we're going to get old, we're going to suffer pain, and we're going to die. Why? Because God doesn't love us or have our best interests at heart? Why? Far from that. Rather, It's the common lot of all creation until Christ returns to deliver creation into his kingdom glory. Thus, we continue to live in a sin-cursed world because the time of deliverance has been postponed. Not because God doesn't love us, but because his dispensational purposes are being carried out. Because he continues to extend his grace to a needy world, we're going to have problems until ultimately... We're going to be overtaken by sickness and death. But that grace has transformed our infirmities into light afflictions, which work for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Now, second reason, one, we live in a fallen creation. Reason two, we make bad choices. I mean, we experience problems in in life. One reason is the simple fact that we and others often make bad choices. Now, most of us don't think we do, but we often, too often we do, don't we? And, my friend, choices have consequences. I know God's often blamed for the evil that that happens to people when, when the fact is we have this inherent drive to do things our own way. 
and there's a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. You're not going to mock God. Fools make a mock at sin. To think you, you can live in sin pleasing yourself and ignoring what God's Word says and have no consequences to face is to play the fool. Sin will get you every time. The law of the harvest is always the same. Be sure your sin will find you out, the book says, for they that plow iniquity and sow wickedness shall reap the same. He that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, Paul says. And that's written to believers, not, not lost folk. The plain fact of life is that, that if we sow to the, to the self-life, our lives are going to fall apart and disintegrate about us in tragedies and hardship. So a lot of problems come in life because we and others make bad, sinful, uninformed, bad decisions. A third source is a little bit more salutary, but it's no less real. Paul says, Yea, all they that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. You see, when we, when we desire to live godly in Christ Jesus, we, we, you've got to remember that the world is no friend of grace. We'll find that the world, it's not going to love Christ living in you any more than it loved him living here in person. Now, you can get along with the world, and you can get along with the job, your neighborhood, and you know recreation activities, whatever, as long as it's you living. But when it begins to be Christ living in you, the world's going to react to him the way they reacted to him when he was here. And remember, they hated him without a cause. Now, those three sources of trouble, number one, living in a fallen creation, number two, the consequences of bad choices, bad decisions by us and others, and number three, living godly in Christ Jesus. Trouble's going to come into your life. It's going to find your, its way in your life. Man is born into trouble as a spark slop, the book of Job said. We, we hope that most of the problem would come because we're living godly in Christ Jesus, but come, they're going to, they will. And you, you need to be prepared for them you need to know that tribulation works for you. You see, grace frees us to realize that our troubles are not the result of God punishing us, but rather can be used as the context for His grace to train and discipline us to walk by faith. That's what happened to Paul. That's what he learned there in Asia. To trust, not in himself, but in the living God. That's why Paul goes on in 1 Corinthians ten thirteen. To remind us, God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that you may be able to bear it. All kinds of hardship come into our lives, and, and with them, God is faithful. He desires us to trust his provision for us in Christ and allow him to, re, to train us by transforming our minds by the discipline of his grace. The issue isn't being delivered from our problems. The issue is being able to bear it, strengthened in all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. How else could God cause us to escape the trouble by enabling us to bear it? Obviously, we're not delivered from the problem in the sense of the, uh, of the difficulty being taken away. Rather, God makes the trouble productive by equipping us to deal with it in a proper manner so that we are built up to grow stronger in our inner man. Just so. Problems are not meant to destroy us. They're not God's attempt to punish us or to get even with us for our sins and our failures. He's, God's already dealt with all that at Calvary. Rather, they offer an opportunity to have the truth of God and the life of Christ come forth through our bodies of flesh to his glory when trouble comes. We walk by faith in the riches of God's grace to us in Christ. We walk by faith in an intelligent understanding of God's grace to us in Christ, who God has made us and where we stand in the program of God 
for his honor and glory. And we're strengthened by his spirit in the inner man. As the excellency, the power of God's word works in us for his glory. Let me give you a free Bible study tape. It's almost time for me to go. A free Bible study tape that will go on with this information and help you to, uh, to live where you are in the, in the circumstances of your life with the power of the living Christ living in and out in you and through you. The tape's entitled, The Key to All My Trouble. You need to know how to think like a grace believer. You need to know the, the sources of the trouble and how to have a renewed mind to think about those problems, to understand why those things are there, and to understand how to use your life in all of its details in a way that magnifies and honors the person of the Lord Jesus Christ so that it's Christ living in and through you. The key to all my trouble. I'd like to give you a free copy. Call me here at our toll-free number, 888-535-2300. That's 888-535-2300. Or, of course, you can write me here at the, at, at the Riches of Grace, Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. That's the Riches of Grace, Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. My friend, we also want you to know about Grace School of the Bible because we have a we have a rather uniquely designed three-year Bible Institute program available on an extension basis. Our school is is unique in in several ways. First, we we follow the Pauline design for the edification of the believer in our curriculum. Rather rather than patterning our curriculum after the standard systematic theologies that are uh, used by most Bible institutes and Bible schools and seminaries, we, we followed a clearly designed outline and pattern for edification that's found in Paul's epistles. And what that does is it allows students to grow to maturity uh, the Pauline way and, and to quickly be prepared for the ministry that the Lord has for them. Another, another uniqueness of, of Grace School of the Bible is that it's offered on an extension basis through the use of a video. In other words, we, we send the school to you rather than requiring you to come to us. And what that does is allows you to enjoy the regular sound Bible teaching and edification in the comfort and convenience of your own home and to fit it into your own scheduling demands and the, and the ministry that perhaps you already have where you are. If you are or you have ever desired to be, a serious student of God's Word, why not call us today for a free catalog? That number again is 888-535-2300. And let me also say thanks to those who are helping us to keep this program on this station. This is uh, genuinely listener-supported radio, and I hope you're encouraged to know that there are folks in your area who love the Word of God rightly divided, and who rejoice in the message of grace and the joy of the grace life. My friend, if you don't have a fellowship to attend this week where the message of grace is taught from the rightly divided Word and the grace life is clearly proclaimed, call me, and we'll put you in touch with a group in your area where you can find that fellowship and encouragement. Our number again is 888-535-2300. Or, of course, you can write me at any time at The Riches of Grace, Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. And, friend, if you're still not sure of salvation, that your sins are forgiven, and that you have eternal life as a present possession, be sure to let us know, and we'll be happy to send you some gospel literature that will make the way plain. 
That number again is 888-535-2300. Thanks for joining us today, and until we meet again this same time and place next week, Maranatha. I want to leave the blood world. Those Satan's guards at me are hurled. For faith has called the joyful sound. A song of saints on I'm Michael Easton with Fellowship Financial Group. Don't let too much of the year fly by without making sure you have a financial plan to get you through retirement. Chat with us live right now at fellowshipfinancial.com. That's fellowshipfinancial.com. Investment advisory services offered for Fellowship Investment Advisors or Registered Investment Advisor. Join the Orlando Bible Church Saturday afternoon from 5 to 6 for What Saith the Scripture? Bring your Bible for an hour-long call-in program on The Word. Take the word with you wherever you go with our mobile app, thewordorlando.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com, AM 990, and FM 101.5. The Word. We are the NFHS. That stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations. But really, what we stand for, together with the FHSAA, are the 308,000 high school sports students in Florida. And so we stand. We stand for the runners, soccer, and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, administrators, and officials. We stand for the swimmers, football players, and wrestlers. We stand for the golfers, softball, and volleyball players. We stand as the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and all who participate in them and make them possible. Because it is our purpose to ensure that high school students get to play, perform, and compete together. To learn more about who we are and what we stand for, visit nfhs.org. All right, folks, let's get started. Parents, thanks for coming. As many of you know, I'm Coach Mather. Tonight I want to talk about the season, of which I only have one expectation, that everybody gets stronger. 
When I say get stronger, I'm not referring solely to physical strength. Sure, we'll be in the weight room, we'll be running stairs, but we're also going to focus on developing mental toughness and grit because those are the characteristics that allow us to achieve greatness both on and off the court. So how do we develop those things? By getting comfortable with a challenge, by cultivating the confidence necessary to overcome adversity in all forms. That's why I coach. That's my purpose. Every member of this team can lean on me, and I'll teach them how they can lean on themselves and each other. This message presented by the FHSAA and the Florida Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Have you noticed bad behavior has become normalized at interscholastic athletic events? Some fans seem angry. They lack civility toward one another. Some even get aggressive and unruly. Time out! What is going on? This has to stop. Let's not forget, school sports aren't just about winning. And they're definitely not an excuse to take your frustrations out on the official or the opponent. They're about teaching lessons like perseverance, respect, and empathy so students can learn and grow as people, not just as players. We all have a role to play in setting a good example for our students and teaching them these important values. So fans, it's time to step up your game and behave positively at Interscholastic Athletic Events in Florida. This message presented by the FHSAA and the Florida Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. A bigger and stronger voice for God's Word is now here. 50,000 watts. AM 990 and FM 101.5. The Word. WTLN Orlando. Where faith comes by hearing. Portions of this broadcast hour are pre-recorded. Make It Clear Ministries has sponsored this Make It Clear broadcast. Are you looking for truth from God's Word that you can understand and apply to your life? You'll find it today on Make It Clear with Dr. Stan Pons, Bible teacher and president of Clarity Christian College, formerly known as Florida Bible College. Listen now as Stan makes it clear. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.